thanks to Dipsy for supporting The Secret Room. Dipsy is an audio app full of short audio stories designed to turn you on. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash secret. And thanks to BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash secret. Hey, what's your secret? I work at a library. The other day I'm sitting at the desk, at the circulation desk, and you know, people come in to check out their books. And we also have a self-checkout station, which is quite popular. Up to the desk comes my old grade school teacher. This woman literally taught me how to read, right? She clearly was happy to see me. I was happy to see her. And she's saying, hey, self-checkout station isn't really working with these books. I don't know what's up. So I do a little bit of checking. I would check out the station. It was a very simple problem. The machine was out of paper for the receipts. So I'm sitting at the desk and I'm like, well, since we're already here, do you want me to check your books out for you? And she's like, no, that's fine. I'll just check them out myself. Okay. And of course, as she's walking away, that's when I notice that on her pile of books is like three or four like very steamy romance novels. <laughs> she's got some bodice rippers on there. I would understand why she uh, didn't want her former student to check her out. And she decided to check out herself. I, you know, I was a little proud of her. I'll be honest with you. I was like, get it. You and Enjoy that literature, man. <laughs> Today's guest went through something that would be hard for anyone at any age. What a difficult situation. You grew up really fast. Yeah, I didn't have a choice, really. Yeah. You know, it happens. It was a fun, fun 16-year-old life. She made decisions that might seem impulsive to a parent. And she just freaked out. She's like, what's wrong? She's like, are you pregnant? I was like, no, <laughs> not pregnant. And I was like, it's kind of worse. And she's like, what do you mean? Worse. Yeah, she was like, are you going to jail? Like, what is worse? And just when things seemed to get on the right track. You must have known something was wrong right away. Oh, my heart dropped. I knew something was very wrong. Life took a really sharp turn. And I just hear him screaming in the background, screaming and crying like I've never heard any man sound before. My guest, now 26, holds the secret close. Have you ever told anybody your secret? No, no one. Have you told your husband? No. But today, she sits down to tell us her story. Hi, my name is Sarah. My secret is I put together some clues about something terrible that happened to my mom, and I don't know what to do with what I've learned. Welcome to The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Okay, so we'll get started. All set? Okay. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to The Secret Room. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. I'm excited to finally get this off my chest. Oh, yeah. And we've been talking a little bit before the interview, and I'm just so, I'm already just so intrigued and so filled with so many questions. I can't imagine how you you shoulder the story. It's It's been a process. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into it. I was thinking maybe it would be best to just roll back the clock and just kind of start with you and your adolescence and what life was like. Okay. You know, back then. Okay. What was going on? So growing up, my mom was a single mother. It was just me. I didn't have siblings. It was just me and her. 
When I was around seven years old, she met a man who a year later became my stepfather. He joined the military and we moved to a different state. So all family and friends and normal life were gone for a while. And where, where's your bio dad? <sighs> he was never really in the picture. He was actually married when I was conceived. So yeah, he's uh, not really been around. Okay. So was your mom raising you? It was just her. And then my stepfather came into the picture. He became the only dad I ever knew. And then two years after we had moved and they had been married, my mom got pregnant with my sister, which we were 10 years apart. So it was a bit of an age gap. I still felt like a only child for a long time. But during this time, my mom was struggling with a lot of issues with my stepdad being in the military and infidelity on his part and a lot of things that caused her to turn to alcohol, which in turn led me to start raising my sister myself at that age, which was kind of a nightmare on its own. And then shortly after that, when I was around 11 or 12, I ran out of coping skills. I needed to control something. I struggled with several eating disorders during that time for many, many years. And during this time, not only was my mom struggling mentally, but I was also struggling. And our relationship became very volatile. We were hateful to each other all the time. How did that manifest? I think we were just both very angry. I think she was angry at what her life had turned into and the man that she had married and had this new beautiful baby with that, you know, didn't seem to care sometimes. And I was upset at the world because I didn't understand what I was going through. I didn't understand why I was having to raise this baby and I didn't have a mom and my family wasn't around and I had no friends because I just moved to the area. And it was just a lot <laughs> to take on at once. You know, you painted a picture here of just a chaotic home life for a kid who's grown up, getting into high school, and just trying to deal with this family life that is just not really offering you much stability, right? Was there any way out for you or any solution at all? My grandma was my go-to, definitely, but it almost made it kind of bittersweet because she was far away and I couldn't go see her whenever I was feeling down. I was kind of just stuck. I couldn't drive at the time. There wasn't much I could do, and she was pretty much all I had. So you were just looking toward the time when you could graduate high school. Yep, basically, but I didn't wait that long. You did not wait that long? I did not. So what, what happened? At 16, I got a car. I had a job. I had had a boyfriend for the last two years, and we were pretty serious. And one day he finally got tired of the way my mom was acting because it was just a really bad day. He was like, you know what? I've had it. Like, get your stuff. You're moving in. And that's that. And that's that's what I did. I was so frustrated, and I knew our relationship was just killing, literally killing both of us in our own ways. And I just had to go. Oh my gosh, how did how did your mom react? Oh, she was 
pissed. She wasn't even sad. She was just pissed. She was mad that I had left my sister. She was mad that I had left her because she, I guess, didn't realize how much she did depend on me until that point. How about your stepdad? He could care less. I mean, he, I think, I don't know. I mean, at the time, I always used to say, oh, he doesn't say anything ever because he doesn't want to get in the middle of it. Because to his defense, I wouldn't want to get in the middle of my mom and I back then either. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be why. Your boyfriend, he must have been a little bit older? Yes, he was four years older than me. Okay, so he was able to live on his own? Mm-hmm, yes. And you moved in with him, and you were still going to high school? I was, yep. I was going to high school, going to work to pay the bills. It was a fun, fun 16-year-old life. What a difficult situation. You grew up really fast. <sighs> yeah, I didn't have a choice, really, but, you know... It happens. What happened when when high school ended? Did you end up staying in the area? Did you go to college? I did go to college. I went to a local college, same area, stayed close to home. I lived about 10, 15 minutes from my mom and stepdad's house. Things between us did get better by that time. My mom and my stepdad were figuring out the infidelity things, and my mom had kind of just settled. She she didn't like leaving the house. She didn't want to get a job. So she was just fine with the things he had done as long as he didn't do it again. And he got out of the military due to uh, injuries he had sustained. So she was kind of thinking it's all uphill or downhill from here, I guess. You know, I wonder why you didn't see going to college as an opportunity to just get far away. Mm. You know, I never thought about that. I guess it would be more expensive if I did that. I And I don't know. I mean, I finally had friends and stability. And I mean, for what, to me, what, what was stability? I mean, even at that time, just having my own little apartment and going to college was enough for me to feel okay. And I never really thought about going anywhere else for college. It didn't even cross my mind. So things are getting a little better. How are things going with your boyfriend? Well, I had split up from the one that I had moved in with when I was 16. And in college, there was one boyfriend that I had dated for a couple years. And then after that was my current and still relationship which began when I was, I guess I was 19. My stepdad was thrilled that I was finally dating someone who was in the military because he could relate to him. And my mom, I don't think she really had an opinion. I mean, she was excited for me, but she never really had too much input with my dating life because we had issues with a boyfriend in the past. And I told her that I didn't want her thoughts or opinions unless they were nice, basically. And so she kind of just stopped giving her opinion altogether on the guys I was dating. Your boyfriend is in the military. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have to move at this point? I'm <laughs> sensing there might have been some change in store for you. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so about a year and some change after we were dating, he got orders to Japan. Oh my gosh, that's so far away. Yeah, I had never even been on an airplane before. So this was like a whole new world, even just thinking about going to Japan. 
Did he have to decide right away whether he was going to take that? Basically, he was told in October of 2014, and we had to get married so I could get my passport by December. You were going to stick it out with this guy. Yep. And here was a good reason to get married. (laughs) (laughs) So you're probably feeling pretty excited. This is a new adventure. Yeah, I was I was excited. I was terrified. I was, you know, I was all the emotions put together, but I was ready for it. I was ready for an adventure. And, you know, I guess kind of stemming off what you had said about college, you know, I guess I was ready to kind of move away and kind of have a fresh start. And so how's mom and stepdad reacting to this bombshell? Oh, boy. Um, well, I didn't even tell them until after we were married. Yeah, I went over to their house and I'm not very good at hiding how I'm feeling or, you know, trying to not tell someone the truth. So I just started laughing as soon as I got in there and she just freaked out. She's like, what's wrong? She's like, are you pregnant? I was like, no, not (laughs) pregnant. I was like, it's kind of worse. And she's like, what do you mean? Worse. Yeah. She was like, are you going to jail? Like, what do you, what is worse? And I was like, well, uh, I'm married. And she was like, what? And she just started freaking out. And I was like, but I'm not finished. I was like, the reason I'm married is because in a couple months, I'm moving to Japan for three years. And I thought she was going to pass out. Holy cow. Yeah. I can probably guess, but I'm going to ask you, how did stepdad react? (laughs) He didn't care. (laughs) He was just like, hey, have fun. Bring me souvenirs. Yeah, he just, he was all for it. So you packed up and you left. Yep, sure did. It hurt getting to the airport and them dropping us off. It's always been a thing, even when me and my mom were at each other's throats. If I saw her crying, I just broke down. And so seeing that at the airport, I just, I don't know. I had like, I'm not going to say regrets, but it was kind of like, you know, do I really want this? I don't, I don't know. Why can't they just come with me? Right. Oh, was there any moment when you were thinking about just changing your mind? I'd be lying if I said no. It, it was a it was a big deal. I mean, marriage in general is a big deal. My boyfriend and I had been together a little over a year. I mean, it, it was it was scary. Yeah, it was very scary. And I mean, jumping into the military lifestyle, which I had grown up being a child, somewhat of a military person. But when you're a spouse, you're you're in there. Like you have to deal with all the crazy stuff that's involved and. You know, there's a lot when it comes to moving to another country. I had to work at a preschool where no one else spoke English. And it was just, it was a whole lot to take in at one time. Did you stay in touch with your mom during the three years you were in Japan? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, We got really close during that time. I mean, my mom was really there when I had some stress about just being a spouse in the military or, you know, just anything really when the three years in japan was up where was your next assignment was were you able to go back home he was given one duty station rather than three options which was the norm and he was told he was going there whether he liked it or not which did not fly well with him and inevitably led him to get out of the military 
Oh my gosh, where was it? Where where was so bad that you know that he? Was... Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, don't say it if you are not supposed to say. I'm pretty sure it's like a known thing in the military world, so it's fine. It was Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Okay. Not necessarily the best base to be around, and not to mention he knew a couple people that were already there that he would be working with, and he was not a fan of that idea. So it was just a very strong no, and he was also starting to get a little homesick, I think, and starting to wonder if maybe the military life isn't for me. He decided that that was it, and... He wasn't going there, and if that meant it was the end of his career in the military, that was the end of it. And they, you know, they put up a bit of a fight, and he just said, all right, I'm done. So mom and stepdad are waiting, and your your little sister, who's mm-hmm. getting a lot older now, and you head back home. Yes. Um, my mom, though, was not there. Uh, where'd she go? Sarah learns the terrible fate that befell her mom, and the ensuing investigation goes to a place she would have rather avoided. Hey everyone, we're going to talk about self-care for just a minute, a very special aspect of self-care. Not your gym, not your diet. It's something else. It's something that Dipsy can help with. Dipsy is an audio app full of short stories designed to turn you on. I'm going to hand this one over to Susie, who caught up with a friend of the podcast. Hey, Elkid. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that I heard about Dipsy on The Secret Room. Ooh. And so I had to try it out for myself. Doesn't it just give you those first date jitters? It's just like tingles all the way up your spine. Oh, definitely. It's just like the back of your neck is all the little hairs rise up. You're just like, <laughs> that was unexpected. Dipsy adds new stories every week. So maybe I'll be clicking over there soon for some much needed me time. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to relax after a long day, after a stressful week. It's nice to just enjoy a little erotica. I think that laundry pile is going to have to wait because I need a little me time too. I wouldn't even blame you. If you need any recommendations from Dipsy, just let me know. I'll send you all my favorites. Okay, cool. (laughs) I'll shoot you a text. And for listeners of The Secret Room, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash secret. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories dot com slash secret dipsystories.com slash secret an ocean apart sarah learns the awful fate that struck her mom but with that discovery came questions questions that needed answers and what happened she out of nowhere um died in August of 2017. Oh my gosh. So that was three months before you came home. Mm-hmm. How did you get the news? I was walking into work on a Friday morning. It was a beautiful day out. I was having such a good day. I remember just driving in my car, blasting the radio, singing along, and I just had this feeling that like it was going to be a good day. I don't know why. And by the time I got to work, 
I was sitting in my car and I got a call that said my stepdad's name, which really confused me because he never, ever calls me, ever. My heart dropped. I knew something was very wrong. So I answered it instantly and I could hear what sounded like mumbling or like whining in the background. And then I hear the voice of his mom, who I also am not close with and never speak to on the phone. So that really threw me off. I was thinking something had happened to him. But she basically just says, you know, hey, don't worry. Your mom is having some trouble breathing. They have her in an ambulance. Everything's going to be fine. I'll call you with an update later. I was just like, okay. I mean, she sounded so calm. And I mean, there wasn't mass chaos in the background. So I just thought nothing of it. So I grab my stuff and I walk into work. And by the time I go to set my purse down, I see his name on my phone again. I just had this really bad feeling at that point. I mean, it, it took me two minutes to walk in that building. Why, why would I be getting a phone call already? So I put my purse down, I grabbed my phone, and I ran into the restroom because I didn't know where else to go to have this conversation. And I'm standing in the bathroom, and I answer the phone, and it's his mom again, and I just hear him screaming in the background, screaming and crying like I've never heard any man sound before. And it absolutely freaked me out, and I just started shaking before she even said a word. And she didn't even really say anything. She just mumbled, I'm sorry. And I was like, like, no, that's not, that's, I need more than that. Like, what does that mean? What is I'm sorry? And she just said she didn't make it. And that, this is going to sound weird, but that still wasn't enough. Like, uh, it didn't make sense. I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I was like, no, I, is she dead? And she just said yes. And I don't know what happened after that. I, I, apparently I sat down in the bathroom and just broke down for a little bit and I'm guessing I wasn't there very long I don't have any idea but I didn't know what to do and like I said I was in Japan my co-workers didn't speak English and I just ran out of the bathroom sobbing and I was like I have to leave my mom died and I, I just I just ran and somehow I got home I don't remember driving home I, I don't remember any of it. Oh my god, my heart goes out to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So you found found your husband, I'm sure. Yeah. I walked through the door and, I mean, of course, I looked like a wreck. Absolutely. But he could just tell by the look on my face. The second I walked in, he dropped, I don't know what he had in his hand. I think it was the TV remote or something. He just dropped it and he was like, what happened? And... I just lost it. I mean, he didn't expect it. No one expected it. It didn't make sense. She was fine. She was healthy. Did your stepdad's mother give you any details? Like, you know, how she died? No. No, she didn't. She didn't say a thing besides, I'm sorry, she's gone. So you have zero details. Do you have anybody you can call at all to, to find out what on earth happened? 
I knew I couldn't call my stepdad because he was losing his mind and obviously his mother had his phone. I was terrified to call my grandma because I, I didn't want to be the one to tell her. I didn't know what to do and I couldn't even think of her finding out. It just, it ripped me apart. And other than that, who do you call? I mean, I, I can't call my little sister, you know, I, I don't want to know if she knows. I remember getting home that day and I think I was sitting on the couch or something and I was just shaking and crying what people do, I guess, in these situations when you don't know what to do. And my husband was trying to calm me down and I remember walking over to the laundry room and I had pulled my laundry out of the dryer and I just started ripping it out and I was like, what do you wear to a, what do you wear to a funeral? What do you wear? Do I have funeral clothes? Like I just lost it. Like I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening. I couldn't grasp it. So when you returned back to the States, mm-hmm. it was a very different home you were returning to. Oh yeah, it was. It must've felt very empty when you got off the plane. Like, I'm just coming back to, you know, an incomplete home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I cried and cried because the only person at the airport was my stepdad. And I knew where he was taking me. Where? He was taking me and my husband to live with him because I didn't really have anyone else in the area that I could live with, and he was also living with his girlfriend. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. This is a little much to digest here. It is, isn't it? It's such an eyebrow-raising situation, which places Sarah in an emotional conundrum, where her investigative skills lead her next as the secret room continues. Are there ever times when you feel you just need to talk to someone, but you're not sure where to turn? Maybe you've got a personal issue you don't want to share with your friends, or there's something that's standing in your way, and it's time to talk to a professional counselor. It's easy with BetterHelp, because they're there when you need them, in any space that's comfortable for you. No matter what you need to talk about, BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors with broad expertise in specialties that will match your needs. Self-esteem, anger, grief, or trauma. These are just some of the areas that BetterHelp's more than 3,000 licensed therapists can provide specialized counseling in. Signing up is just a few steps. Just head to their website and answer a questionnaire so they can get to know you better and match you with a counselor. And after you're set up, you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule appointments with your therapist on the phone, by video, text, or chat. You don't have to drive anywhere. Just find a place where you are comfortable. With affordable rates and convenient access, BetterHelp is there for you when you need them. Is it time to talk to someone? Everyone can use a little help from time to time. Reach out to BetterHelp. If you feel your time is now. As a Secret Room listener, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com secret. Fill out a questionnaire 
to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor. Start communicating in under 24 hours. That's betterhelp.com secret for 10% off your first month. It's now three months after Sarah's mom died, and she and her husband are moving in with her stepdad and his new girlfriend. Right. Mm -hmm. And he met her two months after my mom died and then moved in with her a few months later. You're going to move in with your stepdad and the woman that he met two months after your mom passed away. Supposedly. I'm still skeptical of if he knew her prior, but yes. Okay. I was looking for a delicate way to ask. Oh, no, no, no need to be delicate. <laughs> okay. Does seem, I mean, the timing is what it is and it, mm-hmm. you know. Pretty ironic. Looks all funny. And he expects you to live in the house with this woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm speechless. I, I, I can't imagine this impossible situation. It wouldn't have been that bad if she wasn't a little crazy, but I mean, it was just, you know, here we go again. What's the world going to throw at me? How am I going to handle it? And the answer is you just handle it. You deal with it and you think about how you did it later. How long did you live in that house? Um, About two, three months. Long time. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> So what did you do with these suspicions? Well... Was there anything to look into? I tried to be as delicate as possible because I was clearly living with them. And also another thing I try to be very cautious of is my younger sister. My stepdad is her father. It's her biological father. And anything I say in regards to him will affect her in some way, shape, or form. So I... Tread lightly, but at one point when I was living with them, I did get a little fed up after realizing how long they had been together, when they had supposedly met, and just how close they were, how they were already living together and seemed so in love and so not in love at some times. And it was like a, a crazy cycle that they went through, but it seemed like they'd been doing it forever. I want to say we were all eating dinner one day or something. And I asked him, I was like, I want to see the autopsy report. I want to know what happened because he wouldn't ever give me a straight answer. No one would. I've heard all these different things. And from what I've done as far as research on Google, you know, I have some ideas, but that's only based off of what people have told me. I have no facts. So this this seems astonishing to me, Sarah. What were the reasons that people had told you that led to her death? Well, I had been told that it had been some sort of sickness that had got caught in her lungs. I was told it was some sort of clog that was in her heart, some sort of pulmonary embolism, just all these bizarre things. Basically, one of them was a heart attack, but a different type of term for it. And None of them make sense. None of it. I mean, how? How does someone who's healthy just sitting there on the couch watching TV just they're just gone? How how does that happen? Well, so she did have a history of alcohol abuse. Yes. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. 
you're the next of kin, right? Are you not? I, I don't know how this works, but I would suspect you're entitled to a coroner's report or something like that. You would assume, right? But yeah. any time I brought it up, he would, you know, ha- want nothing to do with it. He would change the subject or he would just, you know, give me some BS response that would make me shut up about it. And like I said, I mean, I was living with them. I was living with my sister. I couldn't just go and try and find this out for myself because what if she found out? What if it upset her? You know, I, I just don't... <sighs> I want answers, but I don't want anyone to know I want answers, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, could you have gone to the police or gone to the uh, the hospital or, you know, somewhere to try to get some records? I don't even know what hospital she was at. Wow, what a conundrum. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was in Japan. I have no idea where she went. I was there for the funeral, and I know where her grave is. That's it. Everything else is just a big question mark. What about your grandma? I don't talk to her about it. She's she's just really fragile, especially after two months later, one of her sons died. She just kind of broke in half. You're so busy tiptoeing around, you know, the few people there are that could help. Right. And and you just can't get your hands on this information. Yeah. I'm listening to you. I'm feeling suspicious. Yeah, it's... Okay. And I'm, so I'm sure you're feeling suspicious at this point. Like, are, are you thinking there's foul play? I do. I mean, I'm not one that believes in coincidences. If things sound fishy, they probably are. And there's just way too many things not adding up and things that just... It, not just to me, but don't make sense to anyone. It's not like this is in my mind or something. I mean, no one understands what happens. No one understands the way my stepdad could just move on so quickly and how he's already proposed to this woman and how he hasn't ever been to my mom's grave and how he was all smiles and basically having a party at her funeral. I mean, it's just bizarre. It doesn't, you don't marry someone and stay with them for basically 15 years and then act that way. What kind of clues were you able to find about your mom's death? The home they were living in when this happened, it it got sold. Everything was gone. I mean, all of my mom's things were just thrown in storage. So it's not like I could, you know, go back and investigate or find clues. But I did have my stepdad at one point tell me that I couldn't have the autopsy because it wouldn't be good for me because there were supposedly pills in her system. This really threw me off because not only was my mom not on any kind of hard medication, I mean, she took thyroid medicine and, you know, things like that, but anything that could make her have a heart attack or just kill her on the spot, she wouldn't have that. He, on the other hand, he had neck surgeries, he had knee surgeries, he jumped out of planes, he had all kinds of things where the military was just throwing pill bottles at him. I don't know if my mom would dig into those unknowingly. I mean, maybe if she said, hey, my back or whatever is hurting really bad, could I have one of your pills? Yeah, he'd probably give her one. But she would never like go into those bottles and pop half a bottle. That just wouldn't happen. So if these pills are what were in her system and the cause of her death, how'd they get there? Because I don't think she did it. 
So what do you think did happen? I think either he put something in her food or drink or she asked him for something and he gave her something else. That's a pretty heavy charge. It's a pretty heavy assumption, but it's nothing else makes sense. Gotta let that sink in a little bit. Yeah, Ben, it's it's uh, quite a lot. So your mom had basically been clean of any kind of addiction for years. Right. And so you're left with questions. Nothing but questions. Mainly why, but close second is how. Have you discussed your suspicions with anybody at all? No, just you. Wow. You can't mention it to your sister. Mm-mm. Because it involves her dad. Right. Have you mentioned it to your husband? No, I don't. I feel like if I say it to people, for one, they might tell me I'm right, which terrifies me. For two, it might lead to answers. What if one day I do find out the truth? What if I do find out? I mean, if I find out, my sister will find out eventually. I mean, our family is already shattered. It's We don't even have one anymore. None of us speak. It's is there's nothing left. So why do I want to go and poke the bear and, you know, interrupt what people still have left? My sister is not necessarily happy, but she's moving on with her life. She's living with her dad. She's figuring it out. I don't want to interrupt that. Would you ever just pull your stepdad aside and say, give me the autopsy report? I've been asking for it. I've thought about that. I think once my sister graduates and moves out, I think that'll be the time. But I just, I'm so scared to do anything right now while she's still pretty fragile herself and she's in high school and she's got so many other things she needs to worry about. I don't want her thinking that her dad could have done that because from what I know, she has no idea. She doesn't have any suspicions. No. Mm Mm-mm. Other people must, I mean, just given the timing of the death and the new romance. Oh, oh my gosh, my entire family. Yeah, they they think he did something. But from what I've been told and from what people have said, I don't think anyone else knows about the pills. You believe this with a great deal of certainty? I do. Mm -hmm. And so what's it like being around your stepdad now? I'm not. We don't speak. Holidays, birthdays have passed. We just, we don't talk. Do you think that he suspects your distance is because you suspect him of murdering your mom? Um, it could be, but I don't think he cares. I think it's better for him if I do keep my distance because he probably knows I'm going to find out one day. I wonder how something like this could be proved. Like, let's say you get the autopsy report. Mm-hmm. And it says that she overdosed on pills. Does that prove anything? No. I mean, I would need to know what they were and if he was prescribed those. And even then it would still be, you know, well, maybe she took his pills and it wasn't anything to do with him. Or, you know, I I don't know if I can ever prove it other than getting him to admit it, which, I mean, really, what good would that do? She's gone. He can't bring her back. 
So I wonder if there really is any point in, in getting hold of that autopsy report. Yeah, sometimes I just think it's better if I don't know. Maybe I'll just be better off. Uh, I don't know. What I'm suggesting is that I, I don't know that, that that would help you know. Like maybe there's there's no way to know. I know. I don't think. Short of a confession. Which will never happen, so I guess I may never know. Do you think you'll ever talk to your husband about it? No. We don't really have, like, emotional conversations, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's just not someone that really gets it, I guess. Well, this is an emotional one for sure. Yeah, but it's not his cup of tea, so I kind of just ponder on my own and try to figure it out. What was your stepdad doing the day that your mom died? Great question, Ben. He was on his way to go golfing with his father. It was this thing that they always did. It was like a every two weeks or so, they would go golfing, spend the whole day together. They always looked forward to it. And my mom really couldn't stand it, to be honest with you, because he was always so far up his dad's ass. It was obnoxious. But my mom would always just let him go. And it was never a big deal, but this one, he was looking forward to it and he left with his dad. And then at some point while he was golfing, not only did she call him six times and him not answer, but she also left him a voicemail of her last breath. And that's how he found out. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear those voicemails? Yeah, I did. That's awful. Yeah, it was a lot. So that's a convenient alibi. Yeah, yeah, I was nowhere around. I don't know what happened. And he has an alibi. He's mm -hmm. He was at golf all day with witnesses. Pretty smart, huh? Couldn't have happened on any other day when he's home. I mean, he didn't work because he got money from the military from being medically discharged. He didn't have to work. He was home majority of the time. But this day at this time, he's not there. Gosh, Sarah, I don't I just don't know what to say. I wish you peace with this. Well, thank you. It's a terrible, terrible burden to carry. I, I, I hope it's not true. But you've got this feeling, and I can certainly understand why. Yeah. I hope you can find some way to, I don't know, resolve this for yourself. Yeah. I may just have to come to terms with the fact that he may or may not have done it. I'll never know. And it's up to me if I want to have him in my life and trust him to be honest. But he's never been honest since I've known him. So why would I do that? It might be interesting to see if there was any police investigation. Yeah, it, that would have been nice, but... Or if the doctor raised any questions. Yeah, I think it's a little late for that now. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for having me, Ben. You're welcome. We leave Sarah in an ambiguous state, one where more answers could be found but one where those revelations would likely yield no resolution. 
I wish for Sarah that her story could have ended with closure and justice served. I'd love to hear your thoughts on 929-265-TSRP. On The Secret Room Unlocked, hear more about Sarah's life with her mom when she was a kid, and also about her time in Japan. That's Susie Lark, your host on The Secret Room Unlocked, our companion podcast available to you when you support. Read all about it at patreon.com slash secretroom. I hope to see you there. I got curious and decided to look at the old house on Google Maps, and my mom is ironically in the photo. Seriously? She's just standing outside? She's standing at the front door walking out. It's pretty eerie. Wow. I know. You want to send that? Yeah, I can definitely send you that. And of course, Sarah shared pictures from her story. There's one of me, my sister, my mom, and my husband at the airport the day that they dropped us off. Last picture I had with her, so. They're waiting for you now on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at Secret Room Pod. In the Serengeti, there is no internet service. But if I catch a wave, I'll post pictures from Safari over the next couple of weeks. Join me on social for that. Thanks to our super fab podcast production team, Susie Lark, Seychelle Brooks, and Alessandra Nigro. Thanks also to shadow producers Teva Gluck and Chris Sweezy. Chet is a sound engineer, and the Street Secret team collects those ever-so-cute secrets that open each show. And our music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Did you notice Breakmaster added a birthday melody to our theme today? Oh my gosh, happy birthday, Secret Room. Congratulations on a successful year, and I'm looking forward to more awesome episodes. Happy birthday, Secret Room. Happy birthday, Secret Room. Pot on. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Happy birthday, Secret Room. Happiest fourth birthday to this little indie podcast that could. Here is to many, many more years. Happy birthday, Secret Room. Thank you, Secret Room, for four amazing years. Happy birthday, Secret Room Pod. Pod on. It's our fourth anniversary of bringing you incredible secrets from around the world. It is great being on this amazing journey with each of you. Did you pick out Dahlia? Do you have an inscrutable secret to share? Send it to me at our website, secretroompod.com. We're here every other Tuesday night, no matter the conditions in the podverse. Find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your pod. This is The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Pod on, Ben. Pod on, Sarah. If you notice that red light not on anymore, that mm-hmm. means we've run out of battery. Okay. But we should be okay. Okay. Yeah, they're fresh. So, But if you just notice that stops, then we got an issue. We got to stop and deal with. Gotcha. All right. I think we're good. Happy birthday, secret room.